Alright, so we are back in our Property Brothers newly renovated studio. So uh, today we have two very special guests, uh, Cheryl and Lester. Welcome Cheryl and Lester. <laughs> Cheryl and Lester are guests now in our Property Brothers studio and today we are going to chat with them because they are actually one of our sponsors for this suit that I'm wearing now. Uh, Cheryl is the co-founder of Suit Yourself Singapore and Lester is now the managing uh, partner as well. And so uh, today we're going to have a, a, a very casual chat with them to find out uh, you know, how they started this business as well as their journey in this uh, company, in this entrepreneurship journey as well. And also to find out a little bit more about how millennials think about properties in Singapore. So uh, thanks for spending time with us today, Cheryl and Lester. Thanks for having us. Right. So maybe we start with uh, Cheryl first, um, just to share with our audience a little bit, just probably a couple of minutes just to understand like, you know, uh, how are you this year? And then... Also, like, you know, what made you wanted to, to start this, this company, uh, Suit Yourself Singapore? Right. right. So, I actually started this uh, four years back right. when I was an undergraduate right. in NTU. So, I was in business school. Um, so, together with my partners, we actually realized that there was a market gap. Right. So, in schools, we realized that we all need to wear suits for our, our weekly presentations. Right. And then, for students, because we are not um, ready to afford Right. Expensive tailored wear. Right. So we usually go to off the rack options. Right. So we buy it off the shelf. And then if we don't really fit into it, we'll get it altered. So that actually amounts to quite a big sum of money. Right. And because of that, we decided to carve out space for ourselves. So those people who find uh, tailored wear that are too expensive, we try to bring them down a little. Right. Yeah. Then we also try to move those people who are exploring off the racks upwards right. towards the mid-to-measure right. uh, segment. Right, right. Yeah. And then uh, our mission when we first started this was uh, to make custom clothing affordable mm. and accessible for everyone. So in terms of price point as well as uh, the experience of it. Right. Yeah. Right. So our suits are mainly priced between 290 to upwards of 498 Right. Depending on the tier of the fabric. Right, right. Yeah. So that would be the whole suit from uh, top to bottom. Correct. You know, right. Two-piece blazer and pants. Right, right. Yeah. So um, very interestingly, um, you mentioned that, because I saw on your website, you know, um, you started this as an undergraduate NTU, right? Mm. So uh, which year was that? Was it year three or year one? or? It was actually the end of year two when I was done with my professional attachment. <laughs> right. Yeah, then we had some time, we thought about it. And then we decided to roll this out in school. So right. when we roll this out, we realized that a lot of business students, they actually need this kind of um, tailored wear. Right. And then um, as we grow uh, with other universities, we engage other style guides from SMU, SIM, as well as NUS right. to help us with that. Then we realized that as we branch out um, beyond the student market, so we have wedding clients um, and working professionals who actually require such fitted suits as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Great. And uh, how, about, how about Lester? I mean, Lester, uh, do you want to just give our audience a bit of introduction about yourself? Okay. Yeah, and then how, do, how do you join Cheryl to run uh, this together? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm 26 this year. Right. So, so uh, same age as Cheryl, right? 25. She's 25, 26. 26. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm quite old. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm even older. <laughs> Okay, right. so uh, while studying in uh, SIM, previously, right. so I got this opportunity to join the company mm. to venture on this a small little 
nervousness. Right. And after that, uh, starting was quite tough because we were running everywhere. There right. wasn't like a proper shop. And I got, got interested in doing this as well because right. it's very fun. Mm. And you get to exercise at the same time, I guess. Right. We're running everywhere and it's fun. It's very, very personalized thing. Mm. So I like to provide this kind of personalized service to uh, customers right. when they wear it. They feel happy. I right. look happy and yeah. Right, yeah, right. So that's why I continued this after I graduated as well. I see. So you yeah. actually joined when you were studying? Yes, as well. Mm. Okay. And, and that was like how many years back? Uh, That was during my year one end. End of year one, around there. And that was in so, uh, 20... Also in 2016? Right. Also in 2016. Right. So when you, you co-founded <laughs> shortly after... Four months later. Four months later, Lester joined the company. Correct. Right. Okay, great. And uh, how has the journey been so far? Like for the past three over years to four years, like how has the journey been? Because... Um, the why I'm curious is that you know, um, not not a lot of young people. I mean, after after having a degree, after you graduate, right? Mm. After three to four years of studying, and and uh, by the way, what what uh, faculty do you guys graduate from? I studied business. I business. studied psychology. So nothing related <laughs> to tailoring. Right, right. And uh, you know, tailoring. Um, you know, in the past, I tailored some of my clothes as well, mm. and uh, my tailor was of the older generation, very experienced. And uh, he was telling me, like, you know, his uh, children do not want to take over his business. And uh, because they all study in university, they want to pursue their own, you know, passion and job. And they, fight that, they find that this is a very old business, right? So uh, when I first chanced upon your social media on your Instagram, suit yourself, SG, I was thinking that. And then I, I pressed on uh, your website. And then I saw, like, hey, why are the founders, like, you know, all so young? And then you have, like, so many affiliates, which are all universities, right? So... Uh, that guy's also interested to to seek you out, you know, to see whether are you guys keen uh, to collaborate and sponsor probably, probably a suit that we can wear during our home tours and stuff like that. So uh, what gave you that courage, you know, to to want to come up and step up and not even entering into a, a fixed salary job for the time being, but really mm. to start your own business? I think in the beginning, it was quite a challenge because <clears> when we first started out, to be honest, brick and mortar wasn't our strategy. Right. So we wanted to keep it lean. Online? Yeah. So purely yeah, online right. as well as going to people's offices and uh, houses to right. get them suited up. Right. So it's like a mobile style. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. But right. as we grew together with our clientele, we realized that they want a more personalized kind of experience. Right. So then we decided to set up a showroom right. at Fais Plaza. Right. Yeah. So this showroom is slightly different from the traditional tailors. So we actually don't really have like rows of fabrics and stock. So what we have over there, it's more like an experiential thing. Right. It's almost like an Apple store, right. but in the tailoring kind of setting. Right, right, so right, we have right. fabrics there where they can touch and feel. Mm. We have some samples where they can try. Mm. Then we also show them the customization options. Mm. So we have this style guide that will walk them through right. all these various options right. step by step. Right. So it's almost like a um, personal designer, right? In a way, right. yeah. Right. Then now we also acquired a three D body scanner, okay. so we always find ways to uh, improve right. the experience for our clients. So it's some something very different, right? So how, how does this three D body scanner work? So it uses an app, right? So, so I, this, I just need to stand there. I just need to stand there right. and position yourself, right? And then you start scanning. Right, so you you just um, hold an iPad around me or something? I don't. Uh, the iPad is in front of you. Just tap on it, right. and about three seconds, uh, all measurements are there. Wow. Okay, yeah. so the whole body. Whole yes, body. Whole body. Do I have to turn or anything? No. 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 Yes, wow. So this is a new one that yeah. I, that 
has it even came in when you measured me that time or? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Wow. When, so where, where do you find inspiration for this kind of like value added technology or things like that? I think we have been learning from mm. various brands um, right. across the world. Right. So like in Japan, I think there's this company that does the Zozo suit. Right. Yeah. So they actually have this mobile app that you can place it in front of you and then they wear this um, suit with multiple polka dots. Yeah. Right. And then they can measure. Then we were wondering if we can bring that to the Singapore market. I think that would really yeah. differentiate yeah. us right. from the other brands. Right. So your inspiration also comes from learning from overseas yeah. uh, businesses and stuff. Correct. Right. So um, does any of your family members run businesses? Like where, where do you all get your uh, business acumen from? Where do you learn, like you know, how to start up initially, or it's really by by it's knocking really on by walls, luck. By yeah. Luck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. By luck, and maybe because I started business, I think the mm. modules really helped me out mm. quite right. a fair bit. Because when I was doing uh, marketing right. in NTU, they actually taught us how to do SEM, SEO, AdWords advertising, Facebook advertising, and all that. So right. from there, as we listen to the professor talk about it, we are also secretly working right. on our brand right. at the right. same time. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So um, that time, uh, would you would you mind sharing with our audience, right? Like as a young uh, startup, as a young entrepreneur, that time, how much did you uh, set aside to start up this business? Like, what was your your investment cost at the at the beginning? Like. Do you have to amass a huge amount to start or you actually did it step by step, little by little and things like that? I would say that we, for the startup cost, it wasn't too high. Mm. Each of us just forked out about maybe around $500. Wow, okay. Yeah, because we didn't have, have to hold any inventory at all. Right. So the only thing we needed was the fabric swatches. Right. Yeah. And then perhaps some samples that we did up to show clients the workmanship right. and all that. And the measuring tape. Yeah, all. and the measuring wow. tape. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I realized from your website that um, your your goal and your vision is that you want to provide affordable suits, right, to, to men and then especially like young men who just started to come out and work or I mean men who just need a suit for an event and stuff like that. So um, your strategy is to be really a very value-added center person and then um, to have good measurement, uh, good fabric, uh, decisions and then um, based on your suppliers you can match it for them right right so um, like what is your your uh, main sort sort of like marketing strategy because I realized you guys use a lot of social media mm. right and then your Instagram page also look awesome right so how, how do you think like in this day and age where social media is so important right so how, how do you uh, learn to use it was it all self-taught or like like what was your your, your key strategy where do you learn it from? I think it was mainly self-taught. Right. And then um, through the different years of es- experimenting, right. the different strategies, we realized that some ideas did work and then some strategies didn't work. Right. And then from there, we kind of like focus our efforts on the things that work. Seeing like which is the best, yeah. which can help. And then right. I would say that in our trade, word of mouth is very important. Mm. Yeah. So reviews, clients who actually refer their friends or families Right. I think that became the bulk of our clientele right. at this point in time. Yeah. Every right. customer that comes, right, we always ask them, oh, how do you find, find us? Right, right, yeah. right, right. So to, to get that sense of like, where does your traffic come from yeah. and yeah. stuff. Right, okay. So, um, I mean, as a, as a young uh, Singaporean, like, as a young adult, how, how do you view the, the, the property market in Singapore? Like, what is your, 
what is your perception of the property market in Singapore? Is it um, like very expensive? Expensive, yes. Right. That's one thing. But um, they have a lot of options available as well. Right. Depending on uh, which kind you really want, how you feel, are you able to afford? Are right. you able to like? Do you think it's better for you in terms of location? Uh, in terms of uh, how near with your parents you are as well? Right. That's important as well. Because these are the questions that keeps popping up when we are right. looking for properties as well. Right. And whether is it a HDB property, a private property and stuff <coughs> like that. Yeah. So how, how about yourself? Like, um, for your first property, I mean, uh, do you guys own a property already? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Still staying with parents. Still staying with parents. <laughs> yeah. okay. So do you intend to get a property like um, in the next one to three years? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. We actually are looking. Right. Yeah. We want to be kind of like independent. Mm, right. Yeah. Right. So uh, as a young uh, adult, uh, what is your preference over your first property? Like, do you intend to get a public housing first? Like, whether it's a resale, HDB or BTO, or do you intend to go like for the private market? Initially, um, we were looking at the HDB, maybe right. like resale. Mm, right. But as we studied on, we realized that prices of resale um, nowadays is also quite high. quite high. And if you factor in the renovation costs and all that, it probably comes on maybe like a million yeah. right, dollars. Right. Yeah. So you're looking for those like newer, mm. um, so-called better location kind of HDBs. Correct. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, probably like those seven to eight hundred over dollar, eight hundred over thousand range right. HDBs. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Right. 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 And then, because I myself mm. stay in the mansion. Okay. Yeah, so I really needed the space and maybe the location is right. a big factor. Right. She stays, she stays like right above the MRT. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So okay. that's like a very good location. So I guess she's very used to it as well. Okay. Yeah. So okay. if she wants to buy another property, she would like to buy something that's similar. Right. Yeah. Near to MRT and stuff. Okay, great. So uh, so it looks like you guys will be more inclined to go for the private property market. Right. Right now. Yeah. Right. right now. Okay. So uh, as, a, as a young Singaporean as well, what is your preference? Like, you know, you your personal preference, right? You, do you intend to go for the new private market or the, the resale private market? Like since like HGB is out for you for now, then uh, what would be the, the route for your private property choice? We're looking at new, new, ones. new ones. Okay. okay. Yeah. Why new one? Maybe just share with us. Because everything is furnished. Yes, everything is furnished. You don't everything have to spend yes. yeah, additional dollars right. on like refurbishing the right. entire place. I, and I think for newer ones, it makes more sense in terms of the value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you are buying it, and perhaps if you are looking at investments and selling it in the future, perhaps right. um, newer properties has higher value. Right, yes. right, right, right. So, so uh, I think you are coming from like a value point of view. Yeah. You think that um, when you take possession of the place, you don't have to spend additional right. forty, fifty thousand renovate the place. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you you prefer something that is new. Yeah. Everything is yeah. done up for you. I see. Even all you need to do is just there. go in. That's all. <laughs> and you don't. I mean, for for your current life stage, is that uh, you guys are still with your parents, mm -hmm. so yeah. you don't have to worry about the the accommodation right now for the next two three years. Yeah. Right. Okay. Great. So, um, what do you think will be the uh, momentum right for properties? Um, uh, probably just just your viewpoint and based on what you know. Uh, of the HDB market, right? Where do you think the, the HDB market will go in the next five to ten years in terms of the pricing performance? Like, what is your perception as, as, a, as a business person or based on what you hear, say, from your friends and stuff like that? I think as, as time goes, mm. uh, HDB will not be that valuable anymore. 
Right. Because uh, it's actually depreciating. The, depreciating. Yes, it's depreciating. Right. So the prices are not really attractive right. for the amount of years you're going to buy. Mm, so mm. in the future, people will definitely want to buy something that's new mm. and then they don't want to spend loads of wow, just trying to maintain and all. Because right. old houses is probably has more problems as well. Right. In terms of maintenance. Yeah. Right. So right. definitely we'll say that HDB will be will be out fast. Right. Right. How about Cheryl? But I think now um for HDB they have quite a clear mm. segregation mm. for people who are looking at, you know, peace and serenity. Right. Yeah. So somewhere that is not near the core region. Mm. Yeah. So for those kind of flats, um I would say the prices are quite affordable mm. for the upcoming BTOs and all that. Right. Yeah, right. but for areas like Bishan and all that, generally you see that the mm. prices are almost like double. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. there's really quite a clear segregation. So people who actually prefer uh, being near the city center, mm. they would fork out mm. that amount of money in terms of location. Right. Maybe because um, in terms of location wise, it's easier to get to where they're working at. Yeah. Right. And then for the rest, um, perhaps they just want to buy um, something that, that's affordable. They don't really want to stretch their finances. Right. Yeah. Right. Then maybe they can spend on cars or maybe yes. renovating the place. There's always a pros and cons. Right, yeah. right, right. right. So, so you find that actually for the HDB market, there are choices for yeah, people in everyone. Singapore. Yeah. yeah. So BTOs, probably um, 300 over 1,000, I mean, you can get a BTO. Right. But if you want a better location, then you'll spend more and stuff. Correct. Right. So how about for the private market? Like, I mean, since you are, you are planning to buy a private property, like, what is your outlook for prices in 5 to 10 years? Like, I think it's going to appreciate. Appreciate, yeah. yeah because gonna, right. yes. based on the land bidding, yes. yeah, the per square feet prices have been going, going up. up. Right. It's not dropping. Yeah. Right. So you, you guys have been keeping yourself abreast of the news and mm. you guys have been reading up. Okay, all right. And because of the um, cross island oh, yeah, um, cross transport, island. Yep. Yep. Yeah, right. everywhere nearby that region, yeah, prices will definitely yeah. appreciate. Right, right, yeah. right. So, um, like, what what is your plan? Like, you know, do you intend? I mean, as you run your business, right? I mean, you guys are still young, 25, 26 years old. So, um, do you intend, or like, do you and your friends that uh, people that you know, do you intend to use um property as a form of um leverage and investment as well in in the future? Like, do you do you intend to own more more than one property or Probably for you, like one property is just right for you, and you focus on your business. Like, what what is your what is your your kind of perception? I think ideally <laughs> is to have one property yeah. and focus on mm. the business. Yes, right, right, right. Yeah. So you can actually fully put your mind on business and not worry about paying right. for another house. Right. Yeah. Because your business is technically another form of investment. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. right. So you are the one property kind of person. Yes. Right. Yes. And then just to for own stay and then not worry about too many things. Right. Right, because some, some people, I mean, we have clients that own multiple properties, like people with two, three, four, five properties. But actually, every additional property is actually like a additional part-time business Correct. because you, you do have to look after it for rental and stuff like that, right? So, um, what is the, also what is the, coming back to suit yourself, right? What is the direction for suit yourself for the next, say, like uh, one to three years? Like where, where do you intend to bring the business to in terms of uh, your growth? So I think mm. for us, we are actually looking at may, perhaps international expansion. Right. So now we actually have a sister brand mm. in Sydney. Right. So apart from Sydney, what is that also, called? Uh, it's called Meticulo. Meticulo. Mm. How do how do you spell it? Like M E T I C U L. 
Right, so so that is um is that also for men's uh tailor made yes. yep. suit? So it's similar. It's just a different name. Correct. Right. Well, so what why do you intend to? I mean, what what gave you that that decision to separate the name out? Is it because it suits that market more, uh, better, or like uh, why don't you call it like suit yourself in Sydney? Sydney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I, I probably you have thought about that, right? Like I think because the um kind of like the partner that's over there, I think she prefers it to be different, like a right. distinct company so that if there's anything that affects uh, one side of the business, it doesn't really directly affect the right. other side. Yeah. Right, right. So that is like um, another uh, partnership brand. Correct. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so your, your goal is to expand internationally. Yeah, and perhaps um, in the local market, we can explore um, having different products um, differentiation right. yeah so we are looking at um, going into the ladies segment okay. as well slowly right. yeah but surely yeah. right right, yeah, right. Maybe well, what kind of ladies segment like is it perhaps? suit as well yeah suit as well right so skirts. like power suit and right okay yeah. so business wear. Yeah. Yeah, business wear right right and that will start with Singapore first or yes right yeah. Singapore okay right okay and then, and then what other plans do you have like actually we're like thinking of uh, Probably setting up another business if there's time, mm. then maybe looking into like teaching, yeah, you know, yeah. teaching Te- as teaching well, as well yeah. right? Um, teaching as in um, this teaching about entrepreneurship or uh, no, uh, more on education is uh, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. She's is is a dream. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, okay, is is Cheryl's dream to be a teacher? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. more of like managing like uh, students and yeah, um, students center. Okay, yeah. right, right. Okay, great. So. Um, like what is your your probably uh one to two advice for people out there who probably are still, you know, studying in the uni- university, they're still undergraduates, right? And then they actually have uh dreams of actually starting their own business, right, in the near future. But probably um they are probably having some fear or doubts on stepping out. Because I, I believe like, you know, when you guys started, were there any objections from your parents or from your friends like, hey, why don't you get a fixed pay job, you know, like like, were there objections that you faced? I think quite thankfully, no, for my no, side. No, yes, for my side. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, right. because uh, it's not very stable you know, at that time. Right. So, uh, no idea what happened. But I guess my advice to students would be just take the leap of faith. Yeah, right. Because you never know what's going to happen. You're still young. Right. Uh, just don't be afraid to take a risk. Right. Just go into it. Because you never know what's going to happen. Right. Maybe it just takes your, that, your that one person's uh, power right. to change the whole thing around. Right. That's what I feel. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I for Cheryl, there were no objections for your family. Thankfully. Okay, great. <laughs> right. And um how about Cheryl? Like what was your one to do advice for for young people that, that plans to start, start their own business? business. Right. I think don't be afraid of um making mistakes from the start. Mm. Yeah. Especially when it comes to taking uh, calculated risks. Mm. Yeah, I think um you you need to work out a plan. And you need to know what's your final goal and then work towards there. Yeah. Right. So if there are any objections along the way, I think if you are persistent enough and determined enough, I think you will get there. Mm. Yeah. Right. And sure. like um, for people who are planning to start out, right, um, what should be in your perspective like a very good time frame to let themselves know that this is working or to a certain extent that this idea will work? Because... When you first got the idea, um, like how do you know that it actually worked in a sense? Like how long do you give your, your business or how long do you give yourself? 
think around half to one year. Mm. Half to one year, and yeah, then you realize that the market, yeah, right. response and all that. Right, and the demand and things like yeah. that. Okay, so uh, next next question, right? That we want to ask is, like you know, uh, when we run businesses, we manage businesses. Like uh, over at Property Brothers, we we run a real estate business, and at the same time, we run our own social media agency to support our clients. Uh, that on um, on board with us to sell the properties, right? So we create our own content and stuff like that. So, uh, like right now, you are in our obviously business up office, and then like our staff are all outside, walking around, running around. So, like um, running a business, there are a couple of components, right? So um, there is like the administration side. There's also the marketing side. There's also the operation side. So how do you juggle this? Like you know, few departments. You know, like do do you all currently have staff? Um. Or are you mainly uh, running it first as two uh, managing partners? And like, how do you juggle your day-to-day uh, to make yourself productive for the business? Mm. Well, juggle <laughs> I think we take on multiple yes. roles. Yes. Right. Yeah, I think at the start, um, when I co-founded this with my partners, uh, we all have our niche. Right. So as I started marketing, there was another guy who did HR. Mm. So he will be the one that's actively hiring. So he hired all these style guides right, yeah, right, to join right. us. Then I was focus, focusing my efforts on um, building the brand, right. yeah, our presence online and as well as offline. So you are the marketing person? Yes. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> then one of your partner is the HR person? Correct. Right. Then along the years, um, as we want to focus our efforts more on the operations side and maybe like the more strategic side, then right. we hired um, people right. yeah, like Kai himself. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, mm. When taking your social media uh, content and stuff. Content creating. Right. Yeah. So you, you call um, some of your partners style guides. Style guides. Style yeah. guides as in they, they are really people that's on the ground that meet the clients yep. and, and measure yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. Great. And um, was it very challenging, especially at the start, to, to have so many things to juggle? And, like, how, how do you overcome it? Like, what, what was your mindset as a young entrepreneur? <laughs> what do you tell yourself every day you know like when there are uncertainties and stuff like that and when your rental is coming up you know and your sales probably there are some months that didn't kick in and stuff how, how, what do you tell yourself how, how do you motivate yourself I think we are always constantly mm. finding new ways to improve um, perhaps even the operations side or even um, new ideas to draw in more clients right as well yeah yeah, rather than having like negative thoughts. Yeah. Right. So normally you just push her, she just push me, just push each other to make sure everything goes well. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. So don't tell yourself to do it. Yeah. Right. So uh, who, who does most of the sales? Like, you know, or sales is really now uh, more automated because of the, the marketing effort that you put in initially on social media. Like, like how, how, how does how does sales, how, how is sales driven? Like, is it, mainly through social media and word of mouth and stuff. Like maybe you want to share a little bit? Sales part, uh, we'll still need the style guide right. there and make sure that we close the sales as well. Yeah. Close right. the deal. Yeah, we have to close the deal. Right. But before that, mm. I think the conversions are mainly from our website. All from website, yeah. yeah. Right. So we go by appointments mm. only so that we always cater around one hour for each client. Make sure right. all customers are comfortable to pay yeah. and during the appointment as well. Right. Yeah. So I think it's quite interesting. I realize that now for men, they actually want to be paid attention to yes, as okay. well. Yeah, so right. they want to feel pampered and they want to feel listened to. Yes. So during their appointments, even if they don't know anything about suits, they actually can tell you what's their preference, 
and then they want you to recommend fabrics that suits their occasion as well as their skin tone and right. because they also want to look good right yeah. right right yeah. so you find that actually men are more um having more like um uh, preference and demands on yeah, things yeah. Right, right right they're actually more particular actually. wow okay <laughs> yeah. okay right so uh maybe um before we before we we end off the 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 sharing session right um do you have maybe just one or two things to share with our audience, uh, especially for people in your in your age group, um, who maybe just two things uh, you know, number one is that um, on on the part of business and entrepreneurship, do you have any advice for people who are planning to explore this this uh, segment? And then secondly, is that uh, for people that are probably planning to buy properties, right? Yeah, just to share uh, one to three factors, right? Uh, on what you think is a good property. Um, and how to select a good property right. <laughs> as a, as a, as a, um, as, a, as someone that is looking around right now right because I heard that you guys are looking around and stuff like that yeah so first one is on entrepreneurship right and then the second one is um, one of three things that you think will make a good property choice right entrepreneurship <laughs> <laughs> okay I think um for those who are looking at starting out their own business, right. um, they should always look at um, whether they have done their market research or not. Mm. I think that is one of the more important factors. Right. Yeah. And then study the market well. Right. Yeah. Then um, once you are ready to take that plunge, right, don't be afraid of um, failing. Right. Yeah. So you should always work towards um, your end goal. Mm. Yeah, and then if you need help, um, don't be afraid to ask mm. as right. well because you never know um, when people are always ready um, to render some assistance. Right. So throughout our journey, we realized that whenever we needed something, thankfully, thankfully there's always someone there um, who will recommend um, someone else mm. yeah, to help us with our business. Right. So, so yeah. do, do you personally have like a business mentor or something like that? No. <laughs> right, right. Probably your mom. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, great. So did, did your mom encourage you to start your own business? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Right, great. Because we have more flexibility and control mm. over the things that we do. Right. And the most important thing is you must enjoy what you're doing. Right. Yeah, because that is, the I think, the main driving yeah, factor. Yes. Passion. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm. Great. Yeah. Right, so how, how about Lester? I feel like uh, for people who are starting... Uh, to look for like entrepreneurship thing. right um they should look for something new that's mm. not been done before right and then there's a gap it. yeah so so fill up the gap right let's say even if the gap is filled up right find ways that improve the gap and right. then that makes it more that makes it stand out from other people yeah. right and so, so you always to identify the problem yeah, first. Yeah. correct right and then provide the solution the value add to, sure. to yeah. the market right that's right. always the case it's like what we're doing right so we're like there's already a tailoring market, right. but how do we actually improve it to make it mm. something different from other tailors as well? Right, yeah. right. And uh, how about like uh, coming to property? I mean, like what is one to three factors that you think uh, makes a good property uh, selection choice? First is location. Yeah, it First must be around at least within a walkable distance yep. to, to uh, MRT. Right, okay. So MRT is, is the more checklist, right? What yes. else? Second is uh, amenities, amenities, yes, amenities is important. Yeah, right. make sure we have places to eat, to buy our stuff. Groceries and all. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. So amenities. And then how about the third one? Third one, I think, is education. 
school. Uh, yeah, schools around that you need. Because right. you have to plan for the future. Right. If you're not investing in the property, but at least you have to think about investing in your kids. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so it's MRT, food choices, the amenities, and then schools as well. Yes. Okay, great. Right, so uh, why don't you give a shout out right to our audience on just uh, one final uh, sentence about your brand and about your business, you know, just so that they remember what you guys do and uh, where's your, your shop location and, and stuff like that, right? Come on, and uh, your, your Instagram <laughs> handle and stuff. Okay, so we are, uh, thank you again. Uh, I'm Lester and she's Cheryl and we're from Suit Yourself Singapore. Right. So we'll always be here to help you tailor uh, good and affordable suits. Yes. Right. And, uh, you can just contact us. <laughs> right, you can, you can head on to Cheryl's and Lester's uh, Instagram handle, uh, which is at suityourselfsg. Yep. And uh, their um, current retail location is located at Far East Plaza. Far East Plaza. Plaza. Which level is that? Like? It's the Second main level. atrium yeah. level. Facing the main road. road. Right, so it's the main atrium on level two, and uh, it's only by appointment only. So you can't walk in. Can they walk in? Can people walk in? Subject to yeah, availability. Subject to availability. Right, Weekdays right. are okay, but generally weekends are fully booked. Right, right. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's better to go to your website yes, and book an appointment. To secure a slot. Yeah. Right. Okay, great. And uh, we're very happy to have uh, Cheryl and Lester here with us. And also thank you for sponsoring Property Brothers with a suit. And uh, as and this is my favorite color, you know, a little bit of <laughs> uh, dark, dark color blue kind of stuff. Right. So I'm still hoping to wear this for one of our home tours. And then if we uh, wear this for our home tours, we'll definitely hashtag uh, suit yourself as well. And uh, thank you once again for your time with us and uh, we'll see everyone soon. All right. Thank you. Thank Bye. You.